everybody, what's going on? Welcome. It's a special edition here of the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix. Of course, the calendar has turned to March, and that means April's right around the corner. And uh, unfortunately, that also means tax time is around the corner. And, uh, you know, if you've got this problem, it's a good one to have. That means you won some money playing DFS this year. And, of course, we're talking about paying that tax bill. You might have gotten that 1099 miscellaneous from FanDuel, DraftKings, or wherever you're playing. And uh, we're going to talk through exactly what that means for you and uh, the people that we partner with. And uh, I'll tell you what, as somebody who uses them themselves uh, for tax preparation, they do an amazing job. It's DFS Accounting and joining us today, uh, Mike Fierstein joins us uh, again on the podcast. Mike, welcome back. And uh, a lot of stuff to catch up on. And uh, you know, another year, you know, kind of busy time of season for you. And, uh, you right. know, this year, I think we're going to focus not just on DFS, but uh, some some gambling as well with sports betting, you know, proliferating throughout the country. But uh, excited to have you back, man. Thanks for doing this for another year. Yeah, no problem, Dan. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's that time of the season, time of the year that uh, taxes are creeping up. And uh, we've been feeling, fielding a lot of questions regarding uh, sports gambling and DFS. I mean, I'm sure you could agree that the, the, the sports betting world, gambling world, is going to be uh, is going to be pretty big, and a lot more people are going to be doing it. And I uh, have a lot of questions. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you if you're looking to somebody to help you out with these things, do go to dfsaccounting.com. They've got a, a free consultation service for you. Uh, so again, it's it's always good to uh, have somebody who knows the ins and outs of this, especially if you're talking about you know large sums of money. Uh, all right, let's let's kind of start with DFS here, and we'll you know we've done this conversation a few times, um, but it's always good to refresh people on exactly what it means and. Uh, when you get that 1099 miscellaneous and and let's start with your again your average user somebody who plays uh, very casually maybe this year they they ended up winning you know a fifty thousand dollar g gpp this year um and uh, you know they they get a 1099 for i don't know thirty five thousand forty thousand dollars uh what should somebody like that who clearly is not a high volume you know, grinder, but just kind of hit big yeah. on a weekend because I think there's a there's a lot of people that will fall into that bucket, and you know the way that I think those people attack, you know, uh, do their taxes is a lot different than you know somebody who does this for a living who we'll get to here shortly. So talk about that situation, just your average user who you know maybe got a, a pretty big win throughout the year. Right, 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 right. Definitely. So for your average user. Um, and you're, you're part-time and you're doing it as a hobby. We've taken the position that it is uh, DFS is a game of skill, and so and what will happen is that we kind of position ourselves as ordinary or other uh, income. So it'll be on reported on line 21. And with the new tax laws, unfortunately, uh, they've taken away the hobby loss rules. Basically, in the past, you were able to offset kind of your DFS income with other losses if you're um, using operating, you know, various operators of various websites. But now that that's gone, a lot of times with people that hit the GPP that, you know, really big, $40,000, $60,000, we basically say, hey, listen, you have to cash flow. You have to cash flow your taxes. And once you receive that income, once you take out that distribution to put aside 25 to 30% um, 
and uh, and hold off till tax time and when to go pay the tax. Essentially, that is what we suggest people to do is just kind of cash flow that big lump sum winning. Okay, so the the tax the tax law changed in the last few years where like previously it's say you won forty k on uh, in that big GPP but but maybe lost like I don't know two thousand dollars maybe on another site you can't offset it yeah. in this situation correct right correct correct uh, in in the past prior to the uh, the new tax law that you, you were able to do that but now unfortunately they've gone away with the hobby losses. And uh, we've taken the position that it's other income and it's not gambling income. Thus, you have to put it on miscellaneous income line 21, and you can't offset uh, your losses from the other website. Um, where where do you fall on um, prepaying on like large windfalls like that? And and what's kind of right. maybe the threshold of where you think it's a good idea for a user to you know maybe pay some of those taxes right up front because um you know i think it's a it's an important discussion because i think the last thing that a lot of people think about when they win large sums of money is that they do have to pay taxes on it so uh what's your recommendation for somebody who might hit a a six figure or a high five figure win um you know just just randomly right 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 so right now there there are a couple options that you could do I know that FanDuel and DraftKings, they, uh, they both um, take away around 25% of federal withholdings when you distribute. So they're being proactive on that okay. in that regard and, and, um, and doing it, you know, basically forcing you to pay in a portion of your winnings to the IRS, which is a good thing. Now, you have to keep in mind they're just paying in for the, the, um, on the federal side. Uh, you still have to worry about state and the state local income taxes. So uh, in order to combat that, and also if you didn't have your if any payment, when you, withdrew, when you withdrew, you didn't have anything uh, paid into the IRS, the way to combat that is to do a quarterly estimated tax payment. And uh, quarterly estimated tax payments can be made online to IRS uh, at irs.gov, and uh, they make it very easy for you to do that. And it's best to do it proactive because the IRS is a pay-as-you-go system. So the IRS wants their portion of your income as you earn it. So if you hit a big GPP, let's just say, um, you know, this past weekend, the IRS is expecting you to pay in a portion of your taxes uh, that was incurred on that income. So uh, quarterly estimated tax payments, the first one's coming up on April 15th. So you would then make a payment, and we would suggest, I mean, there's more to it, but of the cuff, a 25% uh, payment to the IRS to kind of help combat uh, your taxes. Um, all right, next kind of, uh, that leads us into the, the big question a lot of people have, and uh, it's, you know, what can I deduct on my taxes and how... Um, do I fall? How do I know whether or not I fall into that category as somebody that makes it worthwhile to uh, to look at DFS as a business versus a hobby? Because again, on a business, you're paying you know different sort of taxes than you do just as other income. Um, but in certain circumstances, uh, it, it might be more beneficial for people to do that. So explain that scenario for somebody who uh, maybe has been getting into DFS a lot more, putting a lot more time and energy and resources into it. And, uh, you know, even financially from a, from a profit loss side of things, like uh, kind of at what threshold 
do, do you think it, it's worthwhile really exploring that? Right, right. The first two things to consider is you know, time and the financial uh, ramifications. Is, is the money that you are investing in DFS and, and playing your entry fees material to yourself? And then also, too, are you having a, can you substantiate the time that you put in? And many uh, individuals and our clients can do that. They, they, it's not only just entering the entries, which could be 10, a couple hundred a day, but it's also the, um, the research that is involved with the watching of the, the game, sports game that's involved with that. So you kind of want to take, take, take a step back and say, hey, you know, am I coming home from work and putting in three, four hours of research? And then for the next day, and then and entering my entry fees and and things of that nature. In addition, you know you, you have to have the kind of the thought process that this is a for business. You are doing this to make money, and um, and the and the way we kind of uh, uh, provide evidence for that is we built a, a questionnaire that our clients and individuals can come on and uh, and basically goes through a series of questions that kind of establishes yourself uh, as a business and once you do that you then start you should start gathering um, supporting documentation one big thing that we ask for is that FanDuel and DraftKings should be providing a historical data from your, the prior year or given time period uh, basically it's a itself RSC as the file that just shows all your entries throughout the year and this basically helps support that says hey you know I have put in, invested a lot of money and time to this effort so then once you establish yourself as a business or say, hey, I'm doing this full time, the expenses that you could uh, write off are business related expenses. Right off the bat, you have your entry fees uh, between across op different operating sites, different websites. You have telecommunications, internet, cable, phone, uh, subscription base, uh, subscriptions and uh, meals and you got to eat while you, you know, while you uh, play DFS. And also, too, there's a lot of seminars out there, so you could have travel, et cetera, et cetera. So those are kind of some examples of expenses that you could write off, off the bat. Very interesting. Now, um, I, I think the, <clears throat> the next place to transition to is into sports betting because, you know, that is obviously something that's growing in this country. More and more states are legalizing it. And uh, I think, you know, the way that – you report DFS in gambling is in, in sports betting winnings uh, are, are, are pretty different in, in the fact that like DFS still gives you, you know, 1099 miscellaneous where, you know, if you're profitable on FanDuel Sportsbook or DraftKings Sportsbook, you're probably going to get a 1099 G. Is that, is that correct? Right, right. W2 G. W2 G. To be specific. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. And but, um, well, yeah, you know, I'm, no, and and I guess you know what from just a straight tax situation, um, how does that differ? Is is more taken out on is is would more be taken out on a on a W two G than than versus a, a ten ninety nine miscellaneous? Like how is that characterization? Uh, why does it matter? And you know how how do they differ from each other? Right, right, right. So in the income in the income tax standpoint, there's going to be tax the same. The same tax, the same ordinary tax that we, we talk about in the tax bracket. What differs is the rules and, the, and what can be offset against that income and how it's offset against that income. So with, uh, with gambling winnings, right, you are able to offset your gambling winnings with your losses to the extent of your gambling winnings. 
If you won a hundred, if you won a hundred thousand dollars gambling, you could write off a hundred thousand dollars worth of losses. Now, where you put that on the tax return is is where it's different. The losses are considered an itemized deduction, and they're recorded on your Schedule A. So, what you basically what you're doing is you're grossing up your activity. You can't just put, you know, the net result zero. You have to show a hundred thousand dollars, and then show a hundred thousand dollars in uh, losses on your itemized deduction. So that's one way that they that they're different. It's kind of where they're reported on your tax return and how they're reported. So it's interesting. You don't even have to be a professional gambler to be able to offset losses in betting. But in DFS, you kind of have to, I don't want to say be a professional, but more or less kind of be a professional or like have it be a, yeah. a large source of income. Big so that is, a, that is a very big difference there. And, and yeah. is it safe to say that most people offset their gambling losses? Like, I, I mean, I, I don't know if there's ever been, you know, data to show how, how often that happens, but, um, you know, whether it's, you know, playing slots, because here's a perfect example. Like if I was a, yeah. a, a, a sports better, let's say I hit a big parlay, one fifteen K and, you know, I end up with this W nine or W two G and yeah. it says, uh, you know, I won $15,000 or was profitable $15,000 on the year. But you full well knew that, you know, I played some, some blackjack throughout the year. I, I, I right. lost some money at the ponies. I, uh, you know, had a bad run of the slots and you know that, you know, you've lost some money throughout the year. How do you, how do you show that? How is it? I mean, how do you keep records of, you know, all the amount of money you lost on blackjack or lost on, on horse racing or, or lost on, on slot machines? I mean, I, I know some, there's player cards, but not everybody necessarily always gets those so i'm just kind of curious like how right. specific on that documentation you need to be right right it's always good to you know the the have proper documentation i mean if you're an avid gambler and this is something that i actually did is i created my own spreadsheet and kind of listed out the instances the dates the time how much um i played uh my bankroll at that time what i played what was the net result on it so First off, I would suggest maybe building kind of Excel file that shows the historical, your historical play, what you played, and uh, start um, recording it that way. Uh, then also too, I mean, you do you are taking out money, and uh, you know, so taking out cash to save those bank receipts or identify those those bank uh, withdrawal receipts. Uh, you could also online uh, print out kind of your withdrawals through that period and also keep a calendar uh to say hey you know i was at the casino at this time now i mean this is very detailed um supporting documentation but yes in an event that the irs asks or questions your gambling losses these are ways that you could substantiate those losses keep an excel record uh make sure that you have your your cash withdrawals receipts uh if you go to the casino i'm sure that there's some you know with the player card like you mentioned that maybe they have a uh, historical uh data that they could provide you um to show you know your wins and losses so uh those are some examples and is i mean i'm assuming that's a fairly common practice though by people who um who come up with these w9gs and i'm not saying people should fudge it that's the worst thing you can do but this isn't like going to be looked at as like suspicious behavior by the irs if you if you do this correct 
Right. I don't think it's it's suspicious at all. I mean, you know, I think you and I both know. I mean, a lot more times people are losing at the end of the yeah. day than winning. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, so, yeah, and then I, I can speak for that sometimes. But um, to to put on losses as your itemized deductions, um, it, to offset your gambling income is not is not a red flag. And but you know, as tax professionals, we always suggest that hey, you have to have appropriate documentation and like it could get it could get tedious based on how many times you go to casinos you bet on the ponies you sports bet but at the end of the day um you want to cover yourself and uh you know i like i said before just uh providing an excel spreadsheet and you too you want to you should want to know kind of what where you're at in a given point and if you're up or down and how much you've invested and you know to either a push it if you enjoy gambling or b say oh i need to back off you know i'm 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 exceeding losses that are are more than my income so it's also personally is a good good thing to do as well absolutely we're talking with mike uh uh fierstein of dfs accounting services again dfsaccounting.com they do betting they do fantasy sports gambling cryptocurrency Uh, i know a lot of people in dfs are into that as well so they they cover all that and uh certainly can help you out they've done a, a bang up job with uh, my returns over the last couple of years. Um, Mike, one thing, though, I think we do need to make pretty clear here is because it's a weird situation is that, you know, DraftKings and FanDuel operate as both sports books and um, DFS operators. And on DraftKings in particular, you can actually, you know, your funds on your app, you know, they're available for either either thing you know assuming you're in a regulated state like when i was in new jersey right i didn't need to go and deposit money over on the DraftKings sports book because i had money in my DraftKings dfs account but uh ultimately you know it probably is important for people in those states to to recognize like it, these things are still completely separate like if you were a winner in one side and a loser in the other um they don't co-mingle do they i mean at least from our conversation, it feels like we have to handle these things completely separate um, between DFS and and betting. You is that a right. correct statement? Well, yeah and no. I mean, okay. it, with this with this area, and, I, and we've talked about it before, is that it's 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 definitely a great area. Okay, and um, we you know we've been on the show and we we said that the IRS is taking a position based on DFS that it's a game of luck or skill. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it really isn't any formal tax code guidance. Okay, we basically take in the information set that's in front of us, and um, as our tax um, professionals, we've decided that hey, you know, it operates. DFS operates as a uh, game of luck or skill. Uh, the DraftKings and FanDuel have said that in the past. They they send out 1099 miscellaneous. So basically, the fact that um, you know, state that hey, this is a game of skill and not luck, separate from gambling. Now there are some tax uh, practitioners out there that could would say otherwise, and they're definitely in their own right. Uh, and um, you, you may come across individuals that say, hey, yeah, you know, DFS income can be offset against the against your gambling uh, losses uh, due to the fact there's really nothing concrete that says otherwise. Gotcha. Um, but we we've taken the position that, Hey, these are two separate items. There's two separate, there are nuances income to each of these income. And then you also have to take a look at, at um, the, the client's tax situation as a whole. 
you know, a lot of times people hit GPPs and then say, hey, I want to do this full time or, or become business. Well, there's pros and cons for being a GFS business and then also being a professional um, gambler. Uh, mm-hmm. So you have to take those in mind. And thus, by doing so, we've taken, we've taken DFS, the position, um, DFS accounting, the position that uh, uh, your DFS income and your gambling income are separate. So I just wanted to throw that out yeah. there as well because we've received some questions. Yeah, and that. do you do you expect we'll get any more clarity on this, or there's going to be any any changes in in the way IRS handles this with, you know, with it, you know, potentially expanding and changing? Um, uh, I'm just kind of curious on your thoughts on yeah. on that because you know this is yeah. obviously going to be a, a, you know one of the big reasons why a lot of these states are are legalizing it is you know to you know get a cut. And mm-hmm. obviously, they're getting a lot of that cut from the operators, not necessarily the people who are winning. But there still is, you know, whether it's federal or, or state income taxes to be had. Just kind of wor- wonder if we're going to get more clarity here in the in the not too distant future on it. Right. right. I mean, I know that uh, we would hope so. We would we would <laughs> love to have some definitely some distant clarity on that. But yeah, I believe that we're going to be heading in that direction. I mean, there is this is a booming industry in both CFS and um, sports gambling and it's sweeping the nation and you know five six years ago really you know really no one knew what it was about and and IRS is something new similar to cryptocurrency I mean the cryptocurrency regulations not even regulations but basically the guidance is a is a FAQ I mean that's what we're working on is a frequently asked question questionnaire that that, that basically lists out how you should report cryptocurrency so these new industries these new this new taxable income you know is, is, as it grows and yes the irs will definitely take consideration and i assume that they will have some you know distinctive pronouncements that are going to come out some regulations that will come out and say hey this is you know how you should report this type of income but in the meantime you know us as tax professionals we have to take a look at the fact patterns you know in front of us and make a decision and once we make a decision, make sure that we have the appropriate documentation supporting evidence to, to back that up. And um, that's kind of what we're doing right now. Just curious. Um, I don't think that we're not talking about specific people here, but like you prepare a lot of, you know, tax um, uh, taxes for sure. people who are in DFS. Uh, how many like audit situations have you run into around DFS and sports betting over the years? Like, is it a really small number or is it more than people would expect? I mean, I'm just, you know, curious on that. If it's, if, if there's, if you've run into that, because I know that's the one thing that everybody is always nervous about is, is getting that letter and, and, and having that a word show up. So how common or right. uncommon is it right. to actually get right. the IRS to uh, take a second look at your taxes? Right, right, right. So we've been doing this for a while now, and we have had two audit situations come up with our clients. The first one, um, it was in regards to kind of questioning the, the expenses that were associated with uh, the, the DFS and, and, and kind of discussing what, what is this activity. And, uh, you know, we, met, we spoke with the IRS agent, and we basically, I guess you would call it beat it. We, we basically with the audit you want a no change ruling and we got a no change ruling so you know we presented the facts we presented our documentation and uh the irs accepted it and said that's fine uh the second one we actually just received uh um about 
last year and uh, it's still ongoing. So yes, I mean, unfortunately these are, these can occur. Now, is it, um, is the percentage higher? No, I don't think so. You know, we've dealt with audits in the past with other clients that are, don't, aren't even involved with DFS, but may have businesses or you know, larger income or large deductions. So these things do happen. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, as long as you have the supporting documentation and you're following the guidelines put forth, you shouldn't have an issue. Um, but also, yeah. too, when we sp- speak to our clients, we say, hey, you know, we, we kind of caveat that to the beginning. Be like, listen, you know, this is a new area with the IRS. As long as you have your supporting documentation, you have uh, the, the Excel download that I mentioned earlier from FanDuel DraftKings, um, you should, everything should be fine. And we're obviously here to help. But you always have to caveat that because it can happen. Yeah, it can absolutely. Happen. And it's always good to have somebody, you know, help you in those situations. And that's something that, you know, I'm sure if somebody's right. a client with you guys, uh, you know, that's what that's one of the things you are there for if it would come up. So um, certainly check them out if you haven't done so already. Uh, again, whether you need them today or at some point in time throughout the year, again, you, n- you never know when when uh, the fantasy gods are, are going to pay one back to you and, and you hit something big. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, you know, shooting these guys an email and, and getting prepared, it's well worth it. It's uh, DFSaccounting.com, DFS Accounting Services. Again, licensed in Illinois. But, again, you guys do – returns all over the country i'm in florida and, yeah. and you help me out so you're not yeah. just uh, you yeah, don't definitely. you know you can handle anywhere correct right correct correct absolutely well check them out uh, mike always appreciate you uh jumping on the podcast with us and uh bringing us up to date on everything that's what's happening in this uh in this world and uh i'm sure we'll talk again next year yeah definitely dan thank you very much for having me on and you have a great day Take awesome care. well uh, that's going to do it for today's podcast again dfsaccounting.com and uh, i am dan bach thanks for subscribing to the podcast as always and all of our content here on roto until next time have yourself a good one and we'll see you